the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Well, it appears a select few of you took advantage of the $20 million party you threw for yourself yesterday, called the second primary of the year. Only 8% in Ohio showed up at the polls to vote. Don't really, well, I can't say I don't blame you. You got to vote. People fought and died for your right to vote. They're clearly trying to take it away from you and give it to people who are not citizens of our country. So you got to vote. But I get it. It wasn't exactly the sexiest election ever, at least not here. May, mm top of the priority list to get the right candidates for governor and Senate. Not sure we did in the former case. Pretty satisfied with what we did in the latter case. But I didn't have many options yesterday. I had I had three opportunities to vote yesterday in my particular ballot. And only one of them afforded me a choice between two people. So perhaps it was that that led to the low turnout in the state of Ohio. I think it was more that than what, <laughs> shocking, I know that the Columbus Dispatch would get this wrong. Then the fact that polling locations moved. I don't think there were traffic jams all day yesterday for people who went to their typical polling place and then, oh, oh, I can't vote here. I I have to go across town and vote. I They moved the locations on a lot of people because of, you know, Maureen O'Connor, your chief justice of the Ohio Supreme Court, refusing to go along with the myriad of suggested legislative maps. But the results of the primary across Ohio, I think, show that Republicans are serious about getting rid of business as usual. That's what I see. State Central Committee, which has never really had much run in terms of its importance to voters, State Central Committee was one of the races left over to be contested in this primary, and at least... In the areas that I keep my eyes on, it appears that the people who have been on the state central committee didn't do as well as those who want to be on, and they want to be on because they don't like how things have been done in terms of coming up with a party platform. And one of the things they really don't like are endorsements of Republicans by other Republicans. There is a term out there, rhino, Republican in name only, another a little more derisive term, squish, given to people who have the Republican label but maybe don't personify the kind of values, not fully committed to being pro-life, not fully committed to physical conservatism, those kinds of things. So I think it was a good night for those of you who are committed to that. We had Beth Lear, uh, who was running for the nomination for the Ohio State House, on the show about a week or so ago, and Beth Lear defeated the incumbent, for those of you who live up in the Olentangy area, uh, Beth Lear will be your option on the November ballot to be your representative to the Ohio State House. She 
defeated Representative Sean Stevens, although Sean Stevens, he was really only on there for like three or four months because he was appointed. But he was appointed by the state central, or he was appointed by the Republican Party structure. And so to have someone who was that new and had the glow of the Republican Party structure on him lose, and he did lose, and it really wasn't uh, all that close, uh, that tells me something. We'll talk about these kinds of takeaways from the primary with Jack Windsor of the Ohio Press Network. Jack will join us at noon today. Well, actually, 12.05, so we're looking forward to having Jack on the show. I'm sure Jack will have an opinion on the story I will get to next, but first let me squeeze in, because many of you are parents of Columbus City School students. My sympathies on that. Not that you have children, but that they are forced to go to Columbus City Schools. You're supposed to start school on August the 22nd, a little less than three weeks from now. The teachers' union, of course, will say it's putting students first. Of course, it isn't. And so they've decided to threaten to strike on the first day of school if they don't get what they want from the Columbus uh, City School Board. The school board went into executive session last night at the start of their meeting, and they basically said, you know, look, we're not saying we don't want to negotiate. We're not saying we walked away, but we've made an offer, and that's our offer. The teachers' union president, John Caneglio, says, for us, there is no final offer. There's a tentative agreement, and we have not reached that point yet. So we are going to fight for the Columbus City Schools our students deserve. Yeah, call me skeptical on that. Call me skeptical that they're going to fight for schools the students deserve. Because one of the things they're fighting for is smaller class size. Okay, that sounds good, right? Smaller class size, more personal instruction. Good thing. What is the average size of a Columbus City Schools class? What do you think it is? I had an idea in my head what it was. I thought it was probably around 30. Producer Pam, you care to make a guess? Average 20, 27? 27. That's Producer Pam's That's guess. my guess. According to the Columbus City School Board, the average class size is currently 22 students or fewer. And they want it smaller? And they want it smaller. Wow. Now, what would happen if we got smaller class sizes? We would need what? More teachers. More teachers. And if we had more teachers, what would more teachers be doing? They would be paying more union dues. Who would benefit from that? Oh, the union would benefit from that. <laughs> Yeah, shocker. They want smaller class size. So call me skeptical, John Caneglio, that your teachers can't manage less than two dozen kids in a classroom. I went to a rural school district. We had about 30 kids in every class. My grandma was a teacher. Yes. In southern Ohio. Yes. Small district, but still. She taught third and fourth grade combined for many, many years. Wow. My guess is more than 22 at a time if you had third and fourth combined. Yes, exactly. That's like herding cats. <laughs> Way to go, Grandma. Yeah. All right. Uh, the Columbus Education Association will vote on the offer that is on the table this Thursday. They will roundly reject that, of course. And speaking of roundly rejecting, I am roundly rejecting the idea that Mayor Andrew Ginther or anybody in his administration really cares much about making your city any safer. And the reason I say that is because Columbus City Council recently passed an ordinance that allows Andrew Ginther to get rid of more of the city's top cops. Why does he want to get rid of more of the city's top cops? They just got rid of, what was it, 
a hundred of their most experienced officers at a two hundred thousand dollar payout. They were willing to pay twenty million dollars. Yeah, I did it two ways. I did the math on paper. I wrote down two hundred thousand, and then I added two zeros to it because you're multiplying it times hundred. And then I thought twenty million. That can't be right. So I got my phone out and punched up the calculator, and sure enough, that's twenty million dollars. They spent $20 million to get rid of 100 of their most senior cops. Now who, now who do you think they want to get rid of? They want to get rid of their top leadership in the police department. All the all the top guys, lieutenants, not the right rank, but they're the deputy chiefs or whatever, right under Elaine Bryant, the new police chief that they imported from Detroit. Now, I have no issue with Elaine Bryant. I haven't really seen her do enough that I can take a position on anything she's doing other than... I will say that now that I think about it, it does tell me something about Elaine Bryant's leadership, that she would green light the mayor paying the deputy chiefs $300,000 buyouts for them to go away. Every man and woman has their price. That's a pretty good price right there. If you've served with the department for a long time, most likely more than 20 years to get to that point, you probably have a pretty good retirement. And then, well, look, here's another 300000 And, oh, look, maybe I'd rather be the chief of police or the assistant chief of police in, oh, I don't know, Westerville, Dublin, New Albany, Gahanna, Hilliard, Dublin. Probably, probably a better place for me to go. Less crime. Not that there isn't crime. There's crime. But less crime. Soft landing spot at a suburban district, and I get $300,000 from the city of Columbus. So what does that tell me about Elaine Bryant? I mean, if I'm coming in here from Detroit and I got issues with stolen cars, you got, a, got an update on the stolen car numbers in, in uh, central Ohio coming up for you. We got record murder totals the past two years. The first thing I'm doing is I'm sitting down with the leaders I inherit, and I'm going, hey, help me understand this city because we got to get our arms around that. And if she is after being here, what a year, a little more than a year, ready to say, ah, I'm getting rid of these guys, get rid of these guys. Why would they be getting rid of these guys? Well, Andrew Ginther tells you why they're getting rid of them. He said to ABC six on Friday that they want to get rid of anybody who is not on board with Elaine Bryan and her leadership. Now I would prefer that there be some kind of meeting of the minds, some kind of agree to compromise. Lane Bryant's certainly entitled to come in here from Detroit and have her own ideas on how to head the department. That's what got her the job, after all. But I don't think that mean, that necessarily means she has to come in here and say, and if you're not on board with everything I want to do, then off with your head and out of here. And here's $300,000 to go away. I don't think that's the best way to do it. You know, I... This is going to make your city less safe. It just is. You cannot get rid of all the good cops they got rid of, the most experienced, and get rid of a lot of the top leaders who've led them and expect not to suffer real boots-on-the-ground issues. We'll delve into that more next on The Bruce Hooley Show. By the way, uh, speaking of Patriots, which I want to shout out some uh, get well wishes to a friend of mine, Donald, who is uh, a little under the weather. 
unable to do his uh, normal long-haul trucking job this week. But uh, Donald's a wonderful patriot and a good Christian man, a great husband, a great father. So I wish Donald well and uh, hope he gets uh, back up in the cab very, very soon. Now, Columbus is uh, changing. I used to love going to downtown Columbus. Don't feel safe going to downtown Columbus now. In other years, if I could have got my kids to go with me, because kind of a not nearly as much fun to go to the state fair by yourself, I would love to have taken you know one, two, or all three of my daughters to the state fair this week. My wife and I used to go. Wouldn't go now. Don't feel safe. Too many murders, too many gangs, too many bad things can happen. It's trying to remove things from the equation. And I would like to think that our city leaders are working to return Columbus to the kind of safe city that it used to be, but they're not. In fact, they are prioritizing wokeness and their own individual beliefs on how policing should be done and how governing the city should be done. And by the way, how's that working out for us here in Columbus? Like, long view of things for those of you who have been here eh, 20, 25 years. Was the city safer, better under the leadership of Buck Reinhardt, Greg Lashutka? Was the city better under the leadership of Mike Coleman and Andrew Ginther? Mm-hmm. I know it pains you to admit that honest answer. You can do a Tim Ryan. You can walk away from the question and not answer it. But by not answering it, you are answering it. I know you vote D on every ballot, those of you in the inner city. You're voting for Joyce Beatty. You're voting for Zach Klein. You're voting for Andrew Ginther. You're voting for Shannon Harden. You're voting for all Democrats on the city council. My question is, do you want a crappy city? I don't think you want a crappy city, but you feel like, oh, those Republicans, they're not going to help me. Well, every time I hear people in the inner city say, you know, we, we don't hate we don't hate cops. We, we want more cops. Well, I'll tell you who doesn't want more cops. Andrew Ginther doesn't want more cops. City council doesn't want more cops. They can't. They're looking in the couch cushions over at City Hall to find money to give away to experienced cops to have them go away. They got rid of 100 of the most experienced cops with $200,000 buyouts. Now they're dangling $300,000 buyouts in front of city police leadership. And city council, basically, they just said, yeah, go do whatever you have to do. Don't come back to us because we don't want this on our record that we green-lighted this. Uh, Here's council member Emmanuel Ramey who chairs the Public Safety Committee. So they pass this resolution, doesn't specify how much they're going to offer the cops, doesn't put a limit on it, and he was asked to explain it, and he goes, eh, it's up to the mayor's office as far as the dollar amount and who would qualify. We're just supporting the chief in building a new management structure for the police division. Sure, whatever Elaine Bryant wants. Brought her in here from Detroit. Which, you know, I mean, if you're looking for the bastion of a great, safe city with a with a wonderful downtown and zero poverty, I mean, Detroit. You couldn't do worse than Detroit, could you? Mm, maybe L.A., San Francisco. But uh, otherwise, not so much. Andrew Ginther to ABC6 says, we think that change, reform, while continuing to grow our division of police, are all worth the investment. And then, of course, he's got to say what he always says, which we all know is a lie from the fact that our teenagers keep getting shot 
in city parks while they're there at squirt gun fights or concerts or just having a good time. Andrew Ginther continued when the cassette tape in his head clicked in. Public safety is our number one priority. Mm-hmm. But he said that Police Chief Elaine Bryant needs the right leadership. Maybe there are more people in Detroit who are going to come down here. She hired Lashana Potts from Detroit to come down here. Maybe we're going to become Detroit South. I mean, we already have kids crashing cars and killing themselves, and we have, as I said, teenage girls, you know, shot with absolutely no provocation and, you know, really very little chance of the perpetrators ever being caught. Maybe we are aspiring to be Detroit. All on the watch of Andrew Ginther. Uh, Ginther said last summer in announcing the buyouts that cost the city $20 million to get rid of the 100 officers. That they could leave because they were, quote, not on board with the vision of the new police chief. A lot of folks are energized by this chief, Ginther said a year ago. There are some that are clearly resistant to change and reform, and that's fine. That's a chance for them to police somewhere else. Now, Elaine Bryan, as for her situation, she's the one who's left with a department uh, shy of officers. And she said, yeah, we're not going to be able to replace those 100 officers really, really fast because they have to go through training cadet training, and then they have to ride along with an experienced officer, if they can find one, who hasn't retired. So I would just say it does not appear to me that this city, this city's leadership, the mayor, or even the police chief, is serious about making this city safer. Now, they may say you got to go backwards before you can go forwards, but when you go backwards on city safety, people die. People get robbed. People get traumatized. It's not like you say, ah, two steps back, three forward. There are personal consequences to these measures taken by, not to them. There's no personal consequences to them. Andrew Ginther's going to be safe wherever he lives. My guess is he doesn't live in Linden Hilltop or Franklin Hills. Because if he did, he'd have a different view of doing what he's doing. Now, we are in August, last weekend, July 29th, 30th, 31st, there were more than 30 attempted and successful car thefts, most in the short north. We said the average car theft in Columbus is 10 per day, so we held to the average. But we've talked about Kias and Hyundais being particularly vulnerable because of the fact that their door handles are easy to break. In 2022, they've had over 1,000 reported Hyundais stolen. Last year, 187 increased by five times. Kia drivers are close to a thousand car thefts this year compared to 169 a year ago. So the thefts, if you drive a Hyundai or a Kia, get a, what do they call that thing you put on the steering wheel? Club, the club. club. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise the Kia boys, that's another kind of club. They'll be coming for your vehicle. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.